More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donald Trump is heading to New York ahead of the court appearance he announced on True Social. Former President Trump issued his social media post confirming that he would fly to New York on Monday to prepare for his upcoming court appearance, declaring, quote, America was not supposed to be this way before departing. Trump took to his true social to confirm that he will leave Mar-a-Lago estate at noon on Monday, bound for Manhattan. I will be leaving Mar-a-Lago on Monday at noon, headed to New York to or heading to Trump Tower in New York, he said. On Tuesday morning, he said, I will be going to, believe it or not, the courthouse. America was not supposed to be this way. Trump's legal team has already confirmed that he would not fight extradition from Florida, but would instead willingly appear before New York authorities. This coming as Bill Barr said, this is an abomination. It's the it's the abuse, the the, the centerpiece of abuse of prosecutor power, prosecutorial power to bring a case that would not be brought against anyone else. They are going after the man, not a crime. Let me say that again. Bill Barr is brilliant on this. They are going after the man, not a crime. And the legal theory, frankly, is pathetically weak. That's what the former Attorney General Bill Barr had to say. Now, as Trump and his team are preparing for the events that are going to happen all throughout Tuesday, he made it clear that he expects the Manhattan judge will put a gag order on him as the case awaits trial, which is also another abuse of political power. A source close to the legal team told the Daily Mail that the judge is going to take unprecedented action to impose this gag order. Now, let me take you to that Daily Mail article. They're exclusive. It says Trump's lawyers believe a Manhattan judge will impose a gag order on Monday that will ban Trump from talking about his Tuesday arrest in New York with a penalty of 30 days jail time or a $1,000 fine. Trump could be gagged by that Manhattan court on Monday ahead of the hearing. Now, just think about what this would look like, okay? If you're Donald Trump and you are then indicted, you're the, you're the presumptive nominee for the Republican Party. You have a massive lead over Ron DeSantis and everybody else at this point in these polls that have come out over the weekend. It's clear that you're the presumptive nominee. 
Imagine running for president, having people attacking you on stage, and you can't respond for fear that you're going to go to jail for 30 days. Let that sink in. How do you run for president if you can't defend yourself while you're running for president? How is that even possible? I don't understand how this could possibly happen. But here we are with the president of the United States of America, former president, running for re-election. And he's not going to be able to talk about the indictments coming in from this woke activist DA, this communist. Welcome to what communists do. They take away your rights. They take away your right to defend yourself. And this is what happens. Now, this would not just be a penalty of 30 days in jail, but a thousand dollar fine as well. Donald Trump's legal team said they are preparing for that judge to slap that gag order on the former president. And the, uh, they, they say this extraordinary move to potentially silence a candidate for president will likely inflame Trump supporters as he prepares to fly out of his home in Florida. This is how the Daily Mail put it. The Trump's legal team now thinks the Manhattan judge will take the unprecedented step of silencing the presidential frontrunner with an unconstitutional gag order. The Trump legal team is considering adding a First Amendment lawyer to the effort to combat this and will fight it all the way. Breaking that gag order would could trigger the $1,000 fine and a prison sentence of as much as 30 days under New York law. That's what the law says. That's what it is, just so you know. We also know that on Sunday morning, Trump's campaign announced that the former president would make a speech at his Mar-a-Lago home on Tuesday evening after returning from New York. Now, many have been asking how Donald Trump is doing. He seems to be doing actually just fine. He headed to his West Palm Beach Golf Club, where he could be seen playing the course, accompanied by one of his lawyers, uh, Lindsey Halligan, on Sunday. At the same time, it emerged that his legal team will lodge a motion to immediately dismiss the case against him. We will take the indictment. We will dissect it, Trump's attorney told CNN on Sunday morning. The team will look at every, every potential issue. That we will be able to challenge and we will challenge. And of course, I very much anticipate a motion to dismiss coming because there's no law that fits this. Taken together, they mark the latest twist in a fast-running story that exploded into life on Thursday when it emerged that the Manhattan jury voted to indict former President Donald Trump, which again is incredibly shocking. The judge assigned to my witch hunt case, a case that has never been charged before, Trump put out on, on Truth Social, hates me. His name is Judge Marchin. He was handpicked by Bragg and the prosecutors and is the same person who railroaded my 75-year-old former CFO, Alan Weissenberg, to take a plea deal. Plead guilty, even if you are not. 90 days, fight us in court, 10 years to life, is what they said to him. In jail. He strong-armed Allen, which a judge is not allowed to do, and treated my companies, which didn't plead, viciously appealing. He went on to say in his true social tweet there. It's very clear how much this is about politics and about getting the man. Now, the charges remain sealed, but are believed to be related to that hush money payment to Stormy Daniels back in 2016. Trump has repeatedly lashed out at the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, for pursuing a case that had been dropped by federal prosecutors. And he has also turned his fire on the Manhattan acting Supreme Court judge who will hear this case and is believed to be preparing the gag order. The campaign is preparing for this scenario, Trump campaign source also said. 
Later, a spokesman said officially President Trump stands for transparency in our American Constitution. And any attempt to prevent him, the leading candidate for president, from exercising his First Amendment right is tyrannical. Third world country move, which further proves that this is nothing more than a political witch hunt utilizing a weaponized justice system. Quote, all Americans should be concerned about their rights being violated in any attempt to extract President Trump's right to use his voice in order to speak truth to power should never be tolerated. The whole targeted crusade is a complete political farce by the Manhattan D.A. meant to manipulate and interfere with an election against President Trump and his supporters. It will only add to Trump's anger at Merchant, who previously presided over last year's tax fraud case with a Trump organization that was found guilty. In a true social post on Friday, Trump said the judge has railroaded him and he's not going to stand back. Now, before I get into more of this story, I want to say thank you and tell you about our good friends at Augusta Precious Metals. You can get free gold just by learning about gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals. It's important that you know what's going on in this crazy economy and your hard-earned savings need protecting from the devalued dollar, protecting from the devalued dollar, especially if you're close to retirement. Augusta Precious Metals will give you information on how to protect your savings and open a gold IRA. So if you've saved at least 100000 for retirement, call and ask about their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. I trust Augusta Precious Metals, and you can too. They will make sure that you understand what is best for you and your portfolio. There's a reason. Money Magazine says they are the best gold IRA company. Get free gold, free information, and retirement protection now by calling 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877, the number 4-GOLD-IRA, or Augusta Precious Metals. Duncan Levin, former federal prosecutor with the Department of Justice, said it would mean any discussion of the case outside the courtroom would mean punishment for criminal content if he put the gag order there. Levin told insiders, I think it's not only a possibility, but extremely likely that there will be a gag order in this case. Gag orders are very common in criminal cases, particularly in cases where there is an enormous amount of pretrial publicity like this one. Trump is prepared to fly to New York on his own plane and will go to LaGuardia Airport, spend the night at Trump Tower, and then he will wake up and go to this courthouse. Now, let me also say something about all of this news. Some of this can change. But what we know right now is that the floodgates are open. And I warned you that after there was one indictment, I believe others will follow, and I believe others will follow very, 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 very quickly. I think other indictments are going to come down from other cases against Trump because it's going to make it a lot easier for these individuals on these grand juries to say, screw it, they already did it, we'll do it too. We're not the first, we're not going to take heat for this, and now we can go all political because they went political in New York. And there was less basis for the indictment of Donald Trump then in New York than there is for our case now is how they're going to look at this. I expect there to be multiple mugshots now of a former president of the United States of America, which is really incredibly sick and incredibly sad. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On NBC Meet the Press, and you want to talk about how just absurd these charges are and also the media's mentality about these charges against Donald Trump, I want you to hear, listen to Chuck Todd to the former Manhattan DA. He asked him a question. Why didn't you ever charge Trump with hush money case in 18, 19, or 20? Take a listen to the former Manhattan DA's response. Why didn't you charge the hush money case? Why didn't you ever charge it in 2018, 2019, 2020? Uh, well, Chuck, I don't want to get into the deliberations that might be covered by grand jury material, but it's, uh, but uh, as I believe you know, uh, I was asked by the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District to stand down uh, on our investigation, which had commenced involving the Trump Organization. And as, you know, as, as someone who respects that office a great deal and, and believing that they may have perhaps the best laws uh, to investigate, I did so. Uh, and I was somewhat surprised after uh, Mr. Cohen pleaded guilty uh, that the federal government did not proceed on, uh, on the areas in which it asked me to stand down. Uh, by that time, uh, we were uh, also well on our way in a financial investigation that ultimately led to subpoenas, which the president himself published uh, in a lawsuit he filed against me in the office. There it is. His response, I think, tells you something. There wasn't anything there. Right? There just wasn't anything there. I love how he's like, well, we were moving on to these other cases as well. In other words, this case sucked. We had the other uh, cases involving Trump and the organization that we thought were better. Right. So we believe that it was time for us to investigate that. So we didn't really go for this. Right. We just decided that this wasn't going to (laughs) work. Translation, the charges are crap. And I wasn't stupid enough to bring these charges because I actually have a little bit of a soul, unlike the communist Alvin Bragg. That's the translation here, because he could have done it in any one of these years, which was just mentioned by Chuck Todd. Right. He could have actually done this. Even Democrat Joe Manchin on Meet the Press on Sunday said this. Chuck, it's a very sad time for America. And uh, I feel like other people do. It's very sad for our country to have to go through this. Uh, And uh, and a segment of society who believes that maybe it's biased, that the system doesn't work for all. uh, I would have to wait and see what comes out next week. But I would hope uh, and pray that whatever comes forth, that they've done due diligence, they're very, very accurate on what they're doing, and understanding that the rule of law uh, is that basically no one's above the law, but no one should be targeted by the law. No one should be targeted by the law. Now, you can hear in the way that he described this as a Democrat, Joe Manchin saying this, he knows it's crap too. And when he says it's a very sad time for this country, he's absolutely right because they understand it. So let's go back to the Justice Department, which is no different than the Communist Party now. The Justice Department, we're now being told in new leaks, has, quote, more evidence of possible Trump obstruction of obstruction of justice and documents probe. The Washington Post is now reporting. 
Now, you may remember that the FBI sees thousands of government records, some marked as highly classified from Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in that raid back in August. The investigation is now one of two other criminal inquiries on top of this indictment into former President Trump that's being led by the special counsel Jack Smith. After his advisors were being told received a subpoena in May demanding the return of the classified records, Trump looked through some of the boxes of government documents in his home out of an apparent desire to keep certain things in his possession. The Post reported citing people familiar with the investigation. Investigators also have evidence indicating Trump told others to, quote, mislead government officials in early 2022 before the subpoena. When the U.S. National Archives and Records Administration was working to recover documents from Trump's time as president, the Post is now reporting. The FBI referred questions to the Justice Department, which did not respond to requests for comment from the Post. In a statement to the Post, the Trump spokeswoman, spokesman, I should say, Stephen Cheng, said that the witch hunts against President Trump have no basis in fact or law and accused the special counsel Smith and the Justice Department of leaking information to manipulate public opinion which I think they're spot on and absolutely right about. Smith's investigation are among a growing number, this is how they put it in the post, of legal worries for Trump, who in November launched presidential campaign for 2024. In addition to the New York probe, Trump faces a Georgia inquiry over whether he tried to overturn his 2020 election defeat in that state. So I'm going to say it again. I predicted this. I called it. I told you. If if they could just get this one in New York, the floodgates would open because now all these other activist DAs realize this is a hell of a way to make a name for yourself. You become extremely famous by doing this. Um, You also are able to raise a significant amount of money. Your name ID goes through the roof. I mean, think about how many people. Okay, Um, seriously, think about how many different people. Okay. How many different people are going to know Alvin Bragg's name? Alvin Bragg's name idea is probably in this country right now at 60 to 70%. Of all Americans, right, 18 and over, they're going to know his name. Let's say it's not that. Let's say it's 40%. Let's say it's 45%. Well, let's talk about his name idea in New York. His name idea in New York is probably 80%, 90%. And if you're trying to get name recognition, name ID... So that you can run for governor, this is the perfect way to do it. There's also no downside for Alvin Bragg to take this case because there's going to be no repercussions for his actions. Alvin Bragg doesn't have to worry about somebody coming after him because he's in a woke liberal state. The other communists are going to protect him at all costs. They're going to make sure that he has no issues, that there is total and complete protection from Alvin Bragg for this. Alvin Bragg... Uh, it is an individual that understands he is safe and can abuse power and he will always be safe. It's not that big of a deal for him. Alvin Bragg also understands this will raise him money. There are liberals and not just I'm not talking about the George Soros. I'm talking about small money donors. There are people that are psychotic in New York that love communism, that hate Donald Trump, and they are going to support this guy. This is a political move. Even if Alvin Bragg and this case are thrown out, there's still no downside for him. It's not like he has to admit defeat. 
He can still go out there on the campaign trail when he's running for governor and say, when I was the prosecutor, I'm the only DA that had the guts. I was the first one, right, to have the guts, to have the cojones to indict Donald Trump for his abuse of power in the room will go nuts because you're dealing with communists. Right? You're, you're, you're dealing with communists who are going to be like, yeah, I mean, this is what communism sounds like. New York City has gone full communist. The Democratic Party has died. They are filled with communists now. And if you're a communist, how do you gain control and power? You take away people's guns. You take away a thriving economy so financially they can't they take care of themselves. Look at any Democratic city. Is this not where we're going? Okay? Is this, I mean, seriously, is this not where we're going now? So you take away everyone's guns. You take away a thriving economy, so they desperately need you, the government, to take care of them, right? So we have that part down, that's part two, and then you start silencing your political opponents, and that is part three. I mean, that's, that's the trifecta, folks. That hits the whole gamut. That hits everything perfectly. That's what Democrats are doing in New York. That's what the communists are doing in New York. This hits every single aspect of that perfectly. If you're an activist DA and you're in a liberal place and you don't have to worry about being disbarred, you don't have to worry about people coming after you for abuse of power, this is it. Game on. And you win. Now, Donald Trump has to be very careful how he responds to all of this, okay? And he has to make sure he looks very presidential and respects the order of law because if you want to say you're a law and order candidate you cannot take their bait if there is a gag order put in place which i believe at this point there probably will be you also need to know just how ang- how, how corrupt this is this is clearly political if they put a gag order on donald trump because they're saying, we're going to nail you, Trump, and we're going to hold you in contempt if you talk about it. In other words, you're running for president, we've charged you with crimes, and you can't defend yourself. That is extreme. That is extreme on a level that none of us have ever seen in America. We've seen it in other parts of the world, but not in this country. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to move on to another really important story, and that is this breaking news that the Chinese spy balloon, shocker here, right, gathered intelligence from sensitive U.S. military sites before it was shot down, despite U.S. efforts also to, quote, block it. 
If you want to know if our president is compromised by China, this is how you know. They knew they were spying on us, and we didn't shoot the damn thing down until after it completed its mission. Let me also remind you of, uh, of Joe Biden back in, um, what was this, February the 16th, when he said this about making no apologies for shooting down this balloon, which he shut down after it already completed its surveillance spying mission. This episode underscores the importance of maintaining open lines of communication between our diplomats and our military professionals. Our diplomats will be engaging further, and I will remain in communication with President Xi. I'm grateful for the work of the last several weeks of our intelligence, diplomatic, and military professionals who have proved once again to be the most capable in the world. And I want to thank you all. Now, look, the other thing I want to point out is that we are going to keep our allies and the Congress contemporaneously informed of all we know and all we learn. And uh, I expect to be speaking with President Xi, and I hope we have we are going to get to the bottom of this. But I make no apologies for taking down that balloon. Thank you very much. I love this. I'm going to make no apologies. All right. Well, you want to know what we now know? What we now know right now is that this balloon apparently not only grabbed intelligence, but was successful at its mission and that we weren't able to block it from gathering what it was gathering. Listen to this. Again, this is exclusive from NBC News. This morning, NBC News has learned exclusively that the Chinese spy balloon that flew across the U.S. back in February was able to gather intelligence from several military sites. This latest reporting is based on new information from two current senior U.S. officials and one former senior administration official. For more, we're joined by NBC News global security reporter Dan DeLuce. Dan, good morning. So clearly a major development. What do we know about this finding? Sinclair, really interesting reporting here from our colleagues Courtney Kuby and Carol Lee saying that that balloon that flew over the U.S. was able to collect some intelligence and it was often able to pass multiple times over some military bases and they were picking up electronic signals and sending them back to China. So that would be possibly eavesdropping on conversations or picking up on electronic signals from West uh, weapon systems. Now, the Biden administration has previously maintained that there was very limited value in terms of what these balloons could pick up. And uh, they said that really most of what the Chinese can pick up and glean from their intelligence is coming from their satellites in space. But this is a new twist in the story about exactly what that balloon was able to do. By, By the way, translation here from NBC News. They lied to you, and they knew it was spying, and they knew it was successful, and they didn't shoot the damn thing down. Now, the only reason why I believe that Biden didn't order to shoot this thing down, the only reason why, is because he knew he was compromised by China. China has given millions of dollars directly. We know this from the new payments. We've seen all this. It's very clear what we've witnessed. It's very clear what we've seen. We know that China has been grabbing uh, or or, or owns the Biden crime family. We know that China owns them because of the payments that are going to the Chinese from the Chinese government and CEFE into the Biden bank accounts. And now we understand why he wasn't shooting it down. And they also lied to you. Okay, I want to say that part again. We know they lied to you. 
They lied to all of us. Oh, this thing isn't gathering. We're blocking it. We've taken measures. We've done great things. We know everything's good. There's nothing to worry about here. We've got it covered. We fixed it. We figured it out. Uh, okay, just kidding. Whoops, we got it all wrong. Yeah, it didn't work. You're telling me they didn't know this during it while it was happening, when it was hovering over military sites for hours and hours on end. They could have immediately shut it down then, and they chose not to. And why do they choose not to? Because I believe they're compromised. That's what I believe. You could have flown by this thing in, in, in civilian aircraft, and you could have taken it out if you really wanted to. But America said, or the Biden administration said, no, 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 let them spy on us. Well, why would you let them spy on us for this long? For days. For days. Listen to the second part of this report from, again, NBC News. Dan, the Biden administration was criticized for not acting faster. What's the response been from the Defense Department to this new revelation? Well, there's still questions now about how that whole balloon flight was handled. And at a recent congressional hearing, the head of Northern Command General Glenn Van Urk said that his military advice was not sought out for five days uh, after the U.S. intelligence community alerted officials to this balloon. Now, the Pentagon is saying they were in frequent communication with all the top generals, but Republican lawmakers are seizing on this and saying that there's a discrepancy here, an inconsistency that needs to be clarified. And Dan, the balloon incident derailed plans for a trip to China by U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Are there signs that visit will be rescheduled anytime soon? Briefly here. That's really the, the, the big uh, fallout from this is that was a major trip planned by the Secretary of State to try to lower the temperature at least somewhat with China. There is no pla- plan now. There is no trip rescheduled yet. A top U.S. diplomat was in China recently, Rick Waters, clearly trying to probably lay the groundwork. But, uh, you know, the uh, Chinese, uh, the Taiwanese president was just here in Washington. That didn't go over well in China. There's still a lot of tension. So there is still Still no firm plan for that uh, visit by the Secretary of State to be rescheduled. So the White House lied to you. And we now know that NORAD was, and I think purposely, okay, purposely not asked about this threat for five days. Because they knew that if they got the answer, and they knew what the answer was, and they would be on the record saying you need to shoot this damn thing down, and they didn't want to shoot it down for I think the reason they're compromised by the Chinese. All right, before I get into that, I want to talk to you real quick about our friends over at Patriot Mobile. They are now offering a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Yeah, Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best G4 and G5 networks, the same network and towers you're using right now. The difference is not only do you get the same great quality that you're used to, but they actually are a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. So this year, resolve to stop spending your money with companies that don't align with your values. In fact, actually fight against what you believe in. Switch to Patriot Mobile. You'll be supporting First and Second Amendment groups, the rights of unborn children, and even helping with adoptions. It is easy to switch. Call them right now or go online to patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 878-PATRIOT. You're going to get free activation with the offer code Ferguson. 
That's 878-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. Here's something else that's interesting. We're starting to hear the drumbeats of military conflict with China. General Mark Milley over at CNN this morning said China's military, quote, believes now a war with the U.S. is just going to happen. It's inevitable. Listen carefully. In my analysis of China is that uh, at least their military and perhaps others have come to some sort of conclusion that war with the United States is inevitable. I don't believe war is inevitable. I don't think it's imminent. Um, But I do think that we need to be very, very pragmatic and cautious going forward. And we will reduce the likelihood of war if we remain really, really strong uh, relative to China. And China knows that we have the will to use it uh, if necessary. Well, this White House is doing the complete opposite of what General Mark Milley just said. We're not strong with China. We're letting them fly Chinese spy balloons over our country. And those spy balloons that they're flying over the United States of America clearly are taking and grabbing intelligence, right? And that intelligence that's being grabbed, they're probably using to prepare for a military conflict with the United States of America. They're playing chess. We're not even playing checkers yet. They're just owning us. But if you believe there's a military conflict and it may come after Joe Biden is out of office... But you're able to grab all this intelligence while Joe Biden is in office. And clearly, and from what we understand, there was also a mole in the FBI who was one eye or whatever his name is. It was giving intel to Hunter Biden about China and investigations into Chinese in, in, individuals. Then we know that they're playing for the Chinese. They're not playing for the United States of America, which goes back to this conversation about NORAD for just a second. I, I want to go back to NORAD Because I I do want you to hear part of that testimony that was not reported on. And it was not reported on because, of course, no one else wants to admit that this could even happen uh, or that this testimony actually took place. Take a listen to what they had to say in a uh, a conversation with Roger Wicker out of Mississippi. Uh, Thank you very much. Now, um, um, General Van Herc, um, um, with regard to these letters... um, I have uh, a number, uh, I I have received quite a bit of information from talking to you about this balloon incident, and you mentioned it in your uh, statement. So let me just go through some quick questions so we can understand who knew what um, about the Chinese balloon. You first learned about this on January 28 of this year, is that correct? Senator, I I learned about it on January 27th. We first detected it by radar, my sensors, on January 28th in the vicinity of St. Matthews Island, Alaska. Okay, and that's United States territory, right? That's correct, And you notified your chain of command on that day, January 28th, right? I uh, had a conversation on the evening of the 27th with uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff about my plan to intercept and identify and make an assessment which we did on the 28th of January. And you sent that notification to Secretary of Defense Austin, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley, via classified email, correct? I sent it to uh, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and to Secretary Austin's military assistant. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that the military assistant passed it to the Secretary. Okay, and you um, still are not certain at what point President Biden or Secretary Austin were made aware of the balloon. Is that right? I, I do not know when the okay. president was made aware. Uh, fine. And, and when you confirmed the balloon's existence on January 28, you tasked NORTHCOM, your command, 
with preparing options to counter the balloon. That's, that's correct also. Uh, I tasked my NORAD team to develop options, and Senator, what I'd point out is I have options every single day to defend our homeland. In this case, the balloon did not meet the requirement or the authority for me to engage it because it was not demonstrating hostile intent or committing a hostile act. Hostile intent would be maneuvering to an offensive advantage on a platform, an airplane, or shooting missiles or weapons would be hostile act. So there you go. You've got NORAD who knows about it, giving a heads up. Not even sure the president knows about it. And certainly for multiple days, NORAD was completely left in the dark and the White House didn't ask any questions. I think we all know why they weren't asking questions. They didn't want to have to answer questions. Former NORAD chief also came out and said our vulnerabilities are going to become more and more obvious to the Chinese. That's what he had to say. It's going to be very clear. The NORAD, the former NORAD chief on these spy balloons, our vulnerabilities are going to become more and more important as China advances. This is what he said on CNN this week. So everybody now is whistleblowing on this, and and I think it's the reason why they're whistleblowing is because they realize, holy crap, this White House knew about it, could have stopped it, didn't talk to the people that would have told them to stop it because they knew they were going to tell them to stop it. So they basically looked the other way for four or five days and then said, okay, what should we do? And they're like screaming, you should shoot it down. They're like, great, we'll do it now. And where they shoot it down? After it already accomplished its mission. If you don't think the Biden family's compromised by China, you're stupid. Make sure you download our podcast each and every day. Please hit that subscribe or auto download button. Write us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate that. It helps us reach more people with the truth. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.